Yo, 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 it's another edition of the Geeky Bros Podcast. It's just Darcy here. And this is Big Geek Uma. How y'all doing? Or I should say, how you doing, bro? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. It's nice to be back, uh, you know, and uh, it's warm as ever in Toronto, which is amazing. It is scorching. Like, it, it, like they, it went from, like, end of uh, winter slash beginning of spring to, like, full-on summer. Yeah, there was there was no no transition, yeah. <laughs> no transition. Like, I was like, hmm? yeah, like one day I'm wearing a jacket, next day I'm like debating shorts, like. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then the day after that, I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt, and I like I can't breathe. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm waiting for like, next week. It's going back to cool. Like you know, this is just this is just Canadian life. So you know, you we just just how it is. <laughs> A buddy of mine and I were talking about this because of how our the winds in like southern Ontario has been. I mean, we due to global warming and stuff, we actually may be be in an area that would have high droughts or lots of like or potentially a lot of like tornadoes. I am in a tornado area. I've had multiple tornado warnings since since I moved here. Okay, I'm knocking on wood that, like, for you, for all our viewers and you, Darcy, that like no damage happens. Yeah, and uh, to the to the first comment uh, in the live chat, unfortunately, Tactics is not with us tonight. He's just got a uh, what's the right term for it? Out, outreach uh, program. Outreach program. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For 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 his school, he's got an outreach program that he's like uh, facilitating, and unfortunately, he couldn't get around it. So uh, he will be hopefully uh, with us uh, next week. Yeah, not on the podcast, but he's out there helping people feel better and you know get the most out of their their I say their body. That sounds weird, but you know it is mobility. They're mobility. Mobil- <laughs> mobility. He gonna watch this and be like, man, why you gotta why you gotta say it like that, man? Why you gotta say it like that? I'm not even there, and I, and you gotta put me on blast like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, all with good intentions. <laughs> yep, and total flubs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, all right, T. Uh, so, Darcy, I'm so used to saying T. That just that came right out. All right, Darcy, do you want, shall we jump into well, our big overarching uh, topic for uh, this podcast? Absolutely. Let's do it. Okay. So, we are going to take advantage of the fact that uh, Tactics is not with us, even though we miss them. We go and talk about something that. We all know that Tactics is not really into, a.k.a. Star Wars. And by not really into, he does actually watch some parts of it. But like when it comes to most of the stuff, he let's just say that he kind of drags his feet or is just hate space. I really want to find a therapist to help him on that because I just need to know. I need I need to know. He doesn't need to know. He's fine. Bro, like, I need to... Just move on. Just move sorry, on. Sorry. What, what are we talking about? <laughs> okay. we're, we're talking about Star Wars and specifically the Star Wars celebration and all, and I mean all the stuff that came out during, uh, like, the, like that were announced at that celebration. It was like the, like the San Diego Comic Con. Of Star Wars celebrations, and it was in Europe. It was like uh, I think it like, happened in London, and there's a Japan one happening this weekend. So we got a lot of Star Wars stuff to cover, and I don't think we have enough time just in this show. So we're gonna we're gonna do our best. We're gonna go for the big highlights. First thing on the highlight is the Ahsoka trailer. Uh, so we've heard for quite a while that 
yeah so like these were some of the things that like a bad batch uh also i think that's an announcement and also i think the oh no that's still bad batch in, in the bottom uh we also find out that there's going to be a mandalorian movie which we'll talk about a little bit later aka we have a lot of grogu but in the dead center we got the beautiful the talented the amazing rosario dawson and she, as we all know, was cast as uh, Ahsoka Tano from uh, Star Wars. Look at first, Star Wars Clone Wars, who then showed up in Star Wars Rebels, both animated series. Uh, the f- first one is awesome. I haven't seen the second one. Uh, and then she showed up uh, in The Mandalorian Season 2 for one episode. And she showed up in Book of Boba Fett for one episode during another episode. Uh, in that show for another episode. So, uh, yeah, so we've had two on-screen depictions of Ahsoka Tano so far, and now she's getting her own TV series, and we saw the trailer for it, and God damn, that was a great spot. <laughs> that was a great shot right there. Yeah. So, okay, so the first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about the trailer that dropped for the TV series. And, Darce, I'm like, I've been talking for a little bit, so I'm, I'm going to pass it to you. Bro, what did you think of the Ahsoka Tano trailer? Or the sorry, the Ahsoka trailer. Uh, I, yeah, I mean Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tano. However, we want to put it down. I mean, it it looks amazing. You know, it's amazing to see when people when the fans ask for a specific casting. And yes, this isn't the first moment we've seen her, but that they've asked for you know her to be in this role, and she's in this role. Uh, I'm super excited by it. It just was like like this i'm just still so jazzed that like the apprentice of anakin skywalker is just like it's it feels like this is gonna be like a random reference but i was thinking this when i was watching the trailer it's like ahsoka is like um not in personality but is like um oh my gosh i'm forgetting the name i, I can see the person in my head but i can't i can't say it Give, give me, uh, give me like context. Uh, I, I wanted to surprise with the word, and then not because once I like hint at it, you know exactly what I, what I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna Google it real quick. <laughs> Harley Quinn. That's what it was. Okay, so oh, <laughs> in, in, in in that like how Harley Quinn I see what you're was like this thing that was invented in this one off in in the, well not one off show but in the in the Batman animated series and then just became you know this giant character. And for me, Ahsoka is like that with Anakin, where it's just like, yeah, I was a little apprentice. He's just teaching her. And then she just had such an arc. And it's like such an important character. And I just can't wait, you know, for this show. Um, every scene that we've seen, and I, I've seen that Rosario Dawson has been putting in the work for the training. Yeah. She's been doing, what, like three hours a day and just yeah. taking it very seriously. And, you know, I'm just really excited to see how it plays out. You know, my one my one only concern, and this is just like nitpicky type thing, is that like of all the fighters in um in Star Wars, like going to like the animated series, Anakin was always like the best fighter, but Ahsoka is always the most agile fighter, right? The the best moving fighter. And um obviously all the depictions was her very small and young, 
right? And we saw her in Rebels and she was bigger and she moved differently. And I'm just curious. I'm, I'm just hoping that we, you know, we saw a little in the trailer and it felt good, but I'm just hoping that we see some with the badass fighting that we see stuff that just feels very fluid with her. And, and you know, those stunt, those choreography just land and doesn't feel like good in a trailer, but like rough in the Weak show. Weak in person, yeah. Yeah, and so you know that's my my only thing because that's just a, it's a big part of her character, and uh, it's not just delivery of lines, right? So yeah, um, but yeah, I'm I'm super excited. Also, th this means that Rex is going to show up, right? Like we didn't see Rex in the trailer. I don't remember seeing Rex in the trailer. I didn't I see Rex in the trailer. I, I, um, is Rex still still alive at this point? Past Rebels? Can't remember. I, I, I honestly don't know. Like there, the, like I I'm, honestly, there's so much to star wars now that i can't even keep up uh and, and and in this trailer it really made me feel it because people were making reference like uh, people were making references to a lot of things i was like wait huh like for example uh mary elizabeth winstead is like cast in this as well and she's playing um oh it's a her name is named she's after one of the greek goddesses i'm just trying to remember which one um hera hera She's named uh, the, the character's name is Hera, the the green one. Uh, so she uh, is, is cast in this as well, which makes it that like all of Eo McGregor's family, like his wife and daughter, are have all been in Star Wars now. Nice. Uh, so he, Sorry. yeah, like he, yeah, <laughs> like get your family in. Uh, and also we uh, we have a new actress playing uh, Sabine Wren, who uh, who's like a, a Mandalorian uh, warrior. Uh, we saw is that, a, is that from these photos here you, you sent me? I don't I don't I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so okay. So on the right is Hera, uh, played by uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and on the left of uh, Rosario Dawson is the woman who's playing Sabine. I don't remember her name right now, oh, but basically Sabine. the three of them are basically front running the series with uh, Ray Stevenson uh, being some sort of dark Jedi, uh, and he has a another dark apprentice but they're not sith because apparently they have orange lightsabers going back to what you were saying about the fight choreography dars i if anyone has watched ray stevenson's career he is known for being a physical actor he was a physical actor uh, and got into a lot of like fights in atria rome he did the same thing for uh dexter uh, and he was uh, uh, he was also the Punisher uh, for, for one of the films. Mm. So he is not unknown to combat. Now, he is getting up there. I'll give him that. And even looks old, elderly, but like not like elderly senior, but like older. And he does seem to have a fight with Rosario Dawson. I want what you said to have happen i want that like she's putting in the work i want him to uh, he's not someone I, I feel would slack in the work but i don't want it to be like a slow lightsaber fight i want it to be jazz i want it to be like these are people who clearly survived order 66 they were there during the height of the jedi which means they can fight and i want them to fight yeah I'm also like rewatching the trailer right now because I'm like we're talking. I'm all hyped, and I was just noticing little things I didn't pick up on before, which is like, for instance, Ahsoka um, standing over top of like a temple, and she's like at the very beginning of the trailer, and she wants to go down, and she does the two lightsabers, the spin, and I'm like, 
Okay. And the spin was smooth. Spin was the right speed. And we all know we like those of us who watch the Clone Wars like heavily, we we know the like the timing and the pacing of uh, of stuff. So, you know, yeah. You know what I got to say this and like the, we'll get into this later, but the most recent episode uh for the Mandalorian, they really feel at least like this trailer is telling me, it feels like what I want uh every Star Wars um like show to be which should feel like the movie broken up right like like um it should feel like it's still part of that universe as a movie level but mm. it's like broken up into this like mini stories right and and i don't feel like i got that with um book of boba fett <laughs> like Book of Boba Fett had a lot of things going against it for some reason like because like they it didn't have confidence in itself Clearly, like, like uh, first of all, uh, well, I will say that this is one of the Book of Boba Fett is kind of an example of how Disney is getting in the way of Star Wars. I wouldn't say that often, but this was an example because, firstly, <coughs> they turned they gave an opportunity of uh, Boba Fett wanting to become an, like a gangster, but he wanted to be a gangster who was a community leader. So it's like, okay. He gets a bunch of biker people to be his. Don't muscle. get me started. Don't get me started on those bikes. That was the. Thank, thank you, the head of whatever Star Wars, for forcing Filoni to do that, and it was horrible, and everyone got to see it. Yes. So again, <laughs> Disney getting in the way, and then also, they didn't have enough confidence that he could do an entire season by himself. That they threw in the opening of season three of, of like the mandalorian like there were two episodes there that had no reason to be in a book of Boba fett series yeah they should have and like it made it weird for people who just watched the mandalorian because they went for season two where it's like a perfect ending to a two-season arc to then all of a sudden they're like wait why is grogu still with where did he get the ship why is yeah. grogu back where did that chain mail come from? It's just, it, and then it's like, oh, you have to watch the the the, the second last and the uh, the third last episodes of the season to know what you're talking about. And it's like, why? You, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna go on a rant for a second, but the Bo Bo Fett. So the best episode it was one or two. I think it was just one episode where he was uh, saved by the Sand People, but first he was captive and then became and then became part of them and and had a love for them and and and. That was amazing. That was an amazing mm. episode. That's like a like a that's a nominee level episode. And then, mm. um, and then the rest of the show was weak. And so my 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 feeling is what they should have done with this. And I kind of feel like I know unless the whole show was just like a Disney forcing it, and like Filoni and and Favreau just didn't have a, like a desire to do it, and they were just like, all right, we have to do it now. Yeah. Um, what I would have done is I would have started with that episode instead of making it like a backstory episode, like start with it. And I would have led the whole series to him gaining whatever level of power. And it kind of just ends there, but doesn't really like that the whole show isn't about him running the town. It's just like him gaining power. And we don't really need to see the the rest of everything else. And the and I, reason I say that we should have done that is I have a feeling if this is Filoni and Favreau's work that they wanted to put this, this show in, there's a reason because they're building something of a connection between things that with the Mandalorian, other, other stories that this will be a place that 
people will go and they will connect with Boba Fett for some something specific, right? Mm. But I, we we didn't get a strong enough season to be like, oh yeah, that's exactly what it's going. So I would have just made it like, here's how he came back, so we all could believe it. Oh, here's a great heartfelt story. Here's his strength and character. He pulls himself from from literal ruins and death, and now he has reached something, taken over some power, and you can take the imagination as to why we are doing that, and we'll come back to him later when we connect him to other properties, you know, whether it's Mandalorian or maybe Grogu comes back to him later in the future, or, you know, some something like that. It's a crossing paths kind of thing. And, you know, that would have been more interesting. I'm not saying that's like, oh, the best season ever, but it would have been better. <laughs> so, yeah, going back to the, tr- I'm, I don't disagree with you, man. Frankly, like there's so many ways you could have taken the book of Wolf Edit, but like, like, yeah, like it, it, it was such a wasted opportunity. But going back to uh, to this, uh, what I like this uh, this trailer made me feel excitement again. This mm. felt like they had confidence in their care in their character. Uh, this didn't look like they weren't bringing in random things from from things that have already existed. Like there were no references to the Mandalorian. There were a very quick and small references to uh, Andor, which I will I will give them. Because we got to see Mon Mothma for a second, and it seems like they're talking about how the the Empire is still gaining ground again, and that the New Republic is still an ineffectual government that is destined to fail. So that's interesting. Uh, and also, it looks like we get lightsaber fights from orange lightsabers, which I'm I'm hoping to find out more about. Orange lightsabers? Oh. Uh re-bring that trailer back yeah. <laughs> uh, or like just look just look up uh the pictures uh and you can like uh anyway so i what i want is a because ahsoka by this point is a, not only a powerful jedi but also one that has connected strongly with the force i want a spiritual story i also want a badass fight sequence and i want intelligent progression of the story and the characters i want character development and that i mean like we might as well just jump into the like the next topic which is heavily connected to this uh uh, this trailer we got to see for a moment in the trailer the great grand admiral thrawn character and it was announced that he was cast by the voice actor who played him in the Star Wars uh, Rebel series, uh, Lars Mikkelsen. Now, mm. this I think is Chef's Kiss of Decisions. Yes, absolutely. If they hadn't done this, I would have been very concerned. Yeah, I'm. I'm just loving how much voice casting from uh, Clone Wars and, and Rebels is coming over, yeah. like uh, Bo-Katan. I didn't realize yeah. it didn't dawn on me until she was like watching behind the scenes. She was talking about how like she had said to Floney, like, imagine one day like we could do this live action. <laughs> and she's like, here we are. And she's like a big fan. This is like how if we didn't have his voice on this, it wouldn't work for me. No. As well, because his voice is so iconic to the yeah. character. It's a pacing. It's a tone. You know, this guy like it's gonna it would be hard it would just sound like what like when somebody else has an imitation you know yeah 
Uh, no, absolutely. And the thing is, I think you nailed it perfectly on the head, uh, Dars. Uh, the the timing and the and the and the tone of how he delivers lines. That's that was essentially his entire role. He would be the only one who knows how to do it to replicate it. Because mm, mm. the the thing that was scary about Thrawn uh, was like wasn't the fact that he was like this like big time fighter, which frankly he was like scared he, when you find out this man could throw hands you're like oh <laughs> oh oh no oh no i thought i thought you was all talk <laughs> yeah literally that was my thought because like when he i think like i remember seeing a scene like last year because you were sending me all these like thrawn clips and like one of them uh and you and my and maybot were sending me uh thrawn clips and one of them was like he gets like an assassination attempt by like dark troopers in his office and he kills all, th- all all the dark troopers. And I was like, wait, wh- wait, wait, whoa, whoa! And I was like, hmm. like it- Mandalorians didn't even do that. Like Din Djarin got his head smashed in. I'm I don't know what blue people he's from, whether it's the land of Avatar or not. But this man is strong. Okay, you know. On top of that, on top of that, I cannot wait. For him and Moth Gideon to be in the same room, I cannot wait for that scene because those they're they're so epic, both of them. And I just I just need I need an interaction because I think Moth is going to be scared, <laughs> like really scared. Honestly, if we can see if Giancarlo Esposito and Lars Mikkelsen are in one scene together as like villains in Star Wars, yeah. And, and we'll, we'll save what is said, but uh, going just light jump ahead into the Mandalorian again. There, Moff Moff was talking some smack as if as, <laughs> as if this this guy does not exist. <laughs> so when this guy shows up, he, he could be like, Man, I, I, they were just trying to cast me. That's all it was. <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 no, like it's. Oh yeah, like when when this guy was introduced to Rebels, I thought he was gonna be like a one-off in the beginning with his plan, and he was just like he's just he was just too patient. He's like, and they all came to one spot. Now we can shoot them. You're like, wait, 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 you were planning on your people being overturned this many times just so they could be in one spot so you can screw them up all at once, man. He is literally <laughs> the guy who's like I like uh lose the battle, win the war. Mm-hmm. Like that is a strategy, and I'm just like, and th- okay. So going back to what you were saying, he, I don't want, yeah. See, like this is okay. So what we've seen so far officially has been this. So we know he's in Ahsoka. There is uh, an extended trailer that was shown to people at Star Wars Celebration that has been like circulating online. I, I haven't been able to find a good quality of it. It looks pretty like, like just looking on my laptop looks pretty bad. I can only imagine what it would look like if we try to put it up here right here but nonetheless like this is the only true official look of him and <coughs> this is what i mean I, I need this this show to have lightsaber fights it's going to have it we all know the tactics needs lightsabers and he's going to be very happy with this hopefully secondly we are going to get a mandalorian hopefully out of uh, sabine wren and i kind of mm. wish that we get like i get to see more of her uh, it'll be nice for me to know more about Hera. I don't know her too much. Um, but I need Ahsoka 
like okay i have never been a huge i haven't watched too much of rebels i've watched like maybe like an episode in total uh but like let many many different scenes on youtube so i don't know ezra very well ezra is cast in this we did see him briefly uh, uh in the trailer but ezra doesn't mean that much to me and i'm sorry for star wars fans he just don't mean that much to me what means much to me is blasphemy. ahsoka and blasphemy blasphemy it's fair it's fair <laughs> but I, I i'm i'm in it for thrawn i'm in it for ahsoka no ezra's cool man ezra's cool he's 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 got he's got a dope dope arc and uh his mentor has a dope story within rebels and and uh Janin, right yeah or kanan yeah, kanan but Kanan-in. but I, I can't speak i'm not i'm not a spoiler but he's got an amazing arc it's all i gotta say cool. but nonetheless what i need is i need the rebels thrawn just on screen i need the thinking i need the planning i need the dialogues i need the like calm collected guy what i love about him is he i think he's only shown anger twice in the like the entirety of yeah. his role and it's it doesn't get better <laughs> like the the vibe in the room does not get better <laughs> he, he is like how to put it like controlled on hingeness <laughs> yes like it, it's like a way to mani- it's another way like he loses control of his temper on purpose to manipulate the situation and you're just like yeah and he's 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 kind of like a you know like a um well i'm gonna say like a brown mom but i, I, I like he's like like when they're he's a blue calm, mom man. he's he's a blue mom <laughs> yeah yeah when he's calm and he's upset with you that's scarier than when he's yelling at you. Yeah, yeah, you know you're about to die. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <just> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just like you just like he gets calm. You're just like, babe, I loved you for <laughs> since, since the day that I met you. <laughs> Think of me fondly. It's like, um, like, like you have you if you work for this guy, you probably have an auto message ready to go. So you could just hit, hit the, the message and hit send. You don't have to type it, and it's just a message to your loved ones. <laughs> like... I would be so afraid of like forgetting to submit a report to this guy. Oh my god! Forgetting to submit a report, forgetting to submit a report, bro. It's like if you were using Microsoft Office and you were sending a report to this guy, and immediately the second it was one minute late, your computer would go into self destruct mode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like okay so like I just I just don't want I need the show to like to be really well thought out and like have its confidence I I I don't want Disney involved not in like both in a positive and negative way I'm like stay out of it I need just let Filoni be Filoni let him do his thing Filoni and Favreau, man, just let him roll. Yeah, just let yeah. Him roll. So, I like I'm I'm. It looks like it will deliver. I do feel bad that I I haven't watched Rebels, and I, it does make me feel, like watching it. It does make me feel like I'm I'm missing information. But you to are. be honest, I th- I think I'm gonna watch it to see if I'm really missing a lot of information, and if I really do, then I'm gonna go back and watch Rebels. Re- Re- Rebels is good. It, like, it's um. I've, I've been a while since I watched it, but I would say it starts on the slower side. 
and then gets really really good uh as people get um further into it but it's a good cast of people it's definitely starts in the like fun ragtag kind of way like there's a group of people that are together and ezra kind of comes in he's the one who's like they they find out he's like force sensitive and it's, they bring him into the thing and they're trying to protect and all that kind of stuff and it feels like there's no consequences in the beginning and then as it grows it gets closer and closer to consequences and then they start to hurt um and but yeah it introduces i forget the character's name but he was like um he was in the mandalorian one of the episodes and he was cgi and everyone was really happy about him being cgi'd uh it was an alien like creature i don't purplish uh creature and it had like a very like uh, i forget his name but anyways yeah he's a dope character in rebels he he's like just really big and strong it's it, it's it's a fun watch because it is really like not the same vibe but it's like a gardens of the galaxy moving through star wars okay like it's just everyone's kind of different um but they're a family and uh you know and it, it's fun and they have a like, little bit of everything you know okay well um moving on to our we kind of like blended those two topics together so we'll just call it all the ones uh one thing but our next uh uh announcement next big announcement uh and next thing of our topics is the announcement that daisy ridley is returning to star wars uh, after her her last appearance in uh, the Rise of Skywalker, as Rey Skywalker, and she is going to be uh, headlining her own movie, uh, which is going to be set, I think, like fifteen years uh, after <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker, and it's going to be following her as like um, a Jedi Master as she is trying to rebuild the Jedi Order. Um. Uh, hold on, let me find out. I, I remember, uh, so it is going to be written by Stephen Knight and directed by Charmin Obeid Chinoy. Uh, those, neither of those names, Stephen Knight sounds somewhat familiar. But uh, yeah, so I, I'm interested, uh, Darcy, because like, I remember you weren't a huge fan of this character. Uh, so like, what are your thoughts on the fact that she's getting her own movie? Well, uh, the fact you said that you're interested in makes one of us. <laughs> um, okay. I, I'm looking up this guy's like writing and um, not giving me any more uh, hope and desire. I'm on the IMDb oh, no. and I'm seeing stuff like, uh, here's the thing. I'm not seeing anything that directly concerns me. I'm also not seeing anything that gives me any other desire and intention. The only thing on this list that I recognize is the is the the Apple TV show C that had um, uh, Jason Momoa. Uh, it was the one where it was like a bunch of blind oh. people, and he was the the one with vision or something like that. I don't know. I didn't watch it. I had a friend who was actually on the show played opposite Jason Momoa and ironically kind of looks like Jason Momoa and like people joke about it. Um, so he played in, in like one of the episodes uh, um, opposite. It's a funny story to it because they were blind and there had to be a lot of touching involved. <laughs> and he may have accidentally grabbed the wrong part of Jason Momoa. But anyways, <laughs> and, and what I meant. Um, but uh, outside of that, I mean, he's been a writer on Peaky Blinders, Great Expe Expe Expectations. I'm looking him up too now. Rogue Heroes, A Christmas Carol, Lockdown. It's not that these, these are, are 
these are good stuff. Like he did Eastern Promises for a film. Uh, okay. That was in, uh, he uh, he did Girl in the Spider Web, which I heard was decent. Yeah, uh, those okay, are okay. movies. So his movies are a little bit more hit of a miss. But like the True Detectives was well, like was done well. Uh, Peaky Blinders is very very well received. Taboo was dark but also well received. Uh, C is what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, Christmas Carol. Okay. Didn't watch well, it. I, well, then you're giving me more hope because I've not seen these properties. Is what I'm getting at, and so okay. it, it doesn't give me any hope because I don't know his work, but. Oh, yeah, Peaky Blinders. I've seen the clips from that. So, yeah, actually, you know, Peaky, Peaky Blinders looks like such a damn good show that it, it intrigues me. It, I have gotten nothing but wide acclaim from both uh, critics and also from people. Yeah. So, like, okay, okay. Like, so that's, that's one positive note. Now, here's all my other things. I don't care for this character anymore. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, I, I now recognize who the director's from. She directed Ms. Marvel. Yeah, bro, that's not helping. <laughs> Why? Oh, the TV show? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was thinking Captain Marvel. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, no, uh, she she directed two uh, episode, two or three episodes of uh, Ms. Marvel. <laughs> Were they and... the good ones? <laughs> yes. I, I mean, the show, the show overall had most mostly good episodes, but had some yeah. bad CGI. Um, okay. So they got some decent people. That's a good start. The problem yes. I have here mm. is it's still tied to the same flipping story that I don't like. That I don't like, which is... The, sequel tri- the whole sequel trilogy? Yeah. Got it. Oh no, it's, it's, it's nothing but yeah. a bad taste in my mouth at this point. And like her trying to rebuild... Like here's here's the thing. Like even like Mark Hamill made the made, made the comment. He 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 had that one interview where he's like telling the story of the trilogy, and he's basically like, oh, a person like you know, lost, destined in, in like a, like a desert, who gets found, who has like a, a mysterious powers, who is raised up to then destroy a Death Star, and like it's like the sequel trilogy is literally the original trilogy told all over again and the only difference is that they put a woman in in in, in the role and don't get me wrong i got no problem ahsoka i love me me like the the, the females in in star wars 100 percent. don't tell the same story like literally we're like a death star i mean like Man, this this make the prequels look intelligent. Like, 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 it was at least a story leading to a story. This is just a story that repeats the last story all over again. It's like the Empire and everyone couldn't think of something else to do. And so now we're going to have her go and try to rebuild. And I'm like, what is this going to be like? The backstory of Luke Skywalker when he screwed up and tried to kill... Um, what's ben his solo. name uh, um yeah ben solo and what, is, what are we gonna do we're gonna have a, like a, another couple movies where she tries to build and then she has a student who she can't fully trust and she makes a bad decision and then boom we're into like a whole i'm like i i guarantee you like disney's gonna want that and then we're gonna have good writers and and directors just putting out garbage so I'm, okay. I, the, her coming back is working for me like that haircut's working for me. That's all I'm saying. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm not here okay. for it. That's all I'm saying. Okay. okay. I I will say that I am uh counter to you and I am here for it. Uh I was slightly less uh, but now that I've seen who's writing and directing it, I am significantly more. Because are you, are you forgetting who's in charge of Star Wars? <laughs> I'm saying because uh, the thing is, if because right now Lucasfilms, yes, it is uh, uh, being led by Kathleen Kennedy. However, this property, if it is going to be having any kind of connection uh, to uh, the Mandalorian, it's going to get influence from Dave Filoni and John Favreau. They I mean, were not around. They weren't around during uh, the sequel uh, trilogies. Clearly, they, they came, yeah, exactly. Clearly. They, they, they came in after. Yeah, yeah. clearly. <laughs> yes. Also, I think. Uh, I think having such a monumental failure. That is the sequel trilogy because, like, the uh, the first Force Awakens I enjoyed, but it it was as you put it a complete rehash, just somewhat changed for what happened in uh, the first one. The second one was basically counter to any Star Wars film. I really liked the Last Jedi, to be honest. I I did feel that like the whole uh, Finn and uh, Rose storyline needed its own like side story like it didn't need to be in the plot but i actually very much enjoyed that film uh the third one was a train wreck because it was like okay so we upset people let's undo that this feels like it's a somewhat extent it's like okay we did a bad fixing let us fix it again so on concept i wasn't a fan of it but I haven't enjoyed the fact that like uh, Daisy Ridley and um, John Boyega and um, Kelly Tran have all been treated so horribly by Star Wars fans, but it wasn't even their fault. I'm not a- against them getting some level of redemption, just like the actor who played um, Jar Jar Binks uh, is getting like got like a massive redemption, uh, or not even a redemption because he didn't even do anything wrong. But um, what's the word? Uh, Vindication. So I'm willing to give this a try and I'm willing to keep my heart open to this because first of all, it doesn't sound like they got bad writers and directors to do it. Second of all, uh, I mean like the director is a Pakistani. Uh, so I'm just like, Ooh. Uh, but, <laughs> but also I would like something with Ray to be redeemed. Like, I don't know. Maybe someone goes up to her and is like, are you Ray Skywalker? He's like, no, I don't go by that name anymore because it was a stupid name decision or something like that. And, and I don't know. Just like red, like Star Wars has been redconning stuff. Let's continue the redcon and like fix that. I mean, yes, I want redemptions and vindications all around. Um, I... I mean, I would love one for Finn, but that ain't never gonna happen. He ain't never gonna step back to Star Wars. Oh, you know, he and good for him. He's like, fuck y'all. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Also, his career is going fine. He doesn't. He don't need it. He doesn't need that 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 stress in his life. Um, I, I'm gonna hold out to the last minute. Like, 
I'm going to put Dungeons and Dragons level uh, uh, <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> expectations on this. Where Fair. it's like, <laughs> let me let me see if Rotten Tomatoes and the audience scores agree. Then then I'll be interested. Otherwise, I am reluctantly going to that movie theater, and I'm putting more attention into the popcorn that I'm buying than the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, yeah. So, like, uh, yeah, we will, we shall see. Uh, this has just been an announcement. We'll see how it goes out. We'll see what the trailer is. So, uh, to be continued. Moving on to our, our next topic is uh, so we also found out uh, at uh, Star Wars Celebration that Dave Filoni is creating a film that is going to essentially tie up everything to do with The Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett. And um, there was something, yeah. Uh, I forget what else storyline. Rebels? Ahsoka. Ahsoka and Rebels. Like, something along those lines. Basically, so this is us moving into season three of The Mandalorian, but also the fact that Dave Foley clearly is going to be making a film to basically, like, wrap that all into a bow to wrap up all the series that we watch and kind of yeah send i like that like that, that that's smart because yeah like that way it's not like the mcu where we gotta wait for these characters to show up in this movie and that movie and it's four yeah. years down the road and we're like why not it'd be nice to see something where like i'm not saying they all show up like an avengers moment but more like they all show they all play a part in a film yeah. And why did we see all these things? What did it lead to? And then yeah. that maybe is like, I'm just going to be a bad analogy, but like the big bang to the new era of Star Wars that like we're heading okay. into, where it's like okay. all of this stuff leads to a moment. Like this like this movie, because I feel like, especially where we're at with Mandalorian right now, like we're leading to something big for Star Wars, like where things are opening up. Like that whole episode where... Uh, and that character who's been working with Moff Gideon on, I forget which name of the planet, but uh, she's been like moving around um, right. uh, doing stuff. And I feel like everything related to that planet is like opening itself up to, what planet is that? I'm, I'm, Navarro? I'm, no, not Navarro. Or, or Coruscant. The, Coruscant, like the, yeah, the big, the big yeah. utopian like metropolis like environment, right? So it's going to open up to a big like i think that like the the star wars universe and coruscant and stuff like that are going to have like a big flip on upside down right kind of moment and we're going to see the empire like return type deal and so um having a movie that leads up to all these things kind of happening trying <coughs> to prevent something and they can't prevent it and the movie kind of ends with like and welcome to empire 2.0 and it's just like and then we're just like holy crap and i like that idea of it like it feels like it's building to that moment yeah look i would say that what i think is that uh the new republic and the jedi aren't going to be anywhere near this uh and that what's really going to happen is that um the mandalorians are going to be the ones that destroy the empire finally and completely and just like you say when it's destroyed it go it starts the beginning of the first order and, and that's what the first order is it takes all the leftover remnants of the empire that were destroyed by the mandalorians and while they have set up their whole base of operations the first order basically takes what little remnants because like 
what okay we might as well just jump into the mandalorian now um fyi we are going to be reviewing everything up until this past wednesday's episode so spoilers if you haven't watched episode seven uh that just came out this past wednesday yeah we we go we go spoil some stuff spoiler alert (laughs) yeah (laughs) so we saw in the in this past week's episode that the shadow council of the empire is actually they are significantly more powerful than they let on they have been acting very weak and disorganized when really they actually completely coordinated and have a very strong military force i feel that that is going to be the main focus of uh the mandalorian film that dave Filoni is going to make and clearly that's like the main thing that we've been working towards last three episodes uh, last three seasons of the mandalorian because Giancarlo esposito don't play Mm-mm. no he doesn't so now i'm going to move into like my review of season three if you don't mind me dars yeah it's not over is it uh next week is gonna be the last one. Oh, thank goodness you, the way you said that made me feel like it's like my review I'm like it's over that was the <laughs> end right there i feel like there's i think that i feel like we need like one more one more in the bank <laughs> <laughs> we, we are getting one more in the bank thank you but i have been a little not disappointed but uneasy with the season because the first two see like i am uh, i've been seeing online people have been complaining oh there are too many side stories the Mandalorian has been going on side quest after side quest since the first episode. Like this man has literally built his entire series over side quests. Yeah, yeah. But the one thing the series has done well in the first two seasons is that it's been doing the side quests, but it has been equally and well balanced, like the Force. Um, uh, it's been doing. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. It was right there. Catch my pun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, while it's been doing side quests, it has been equal in pacing of the actual overall storyline. And that has progressed well. Unfortunately, with this season, it feels like the side quests are, like, really out there. <laughs> yeah. And the actual progression of the story is, like, all over the place. Mm-hmm. There's no balance anymore. Like some episodes feel like they rush the hell out of the narrative. Others feel like they are just not giving a crap about the narrative. And you're just like, okay, well, um, hold up. Why is there why is everyone acting this way? Why why is why is the pacing all off? And as a result, it just it just feels disjointed, which isn't I mean, like everyone hits a snag every now and again, but it doesn't feel like they need like they feel like they're rushing stuff. For this season, and I'm like, why are you rushing? Mm-hmm. Is that a segue for me to jump in? Yeah, I thought <laughs> I thought you were like itching to say something, so I was like, uh, no, I was just agreeing with you. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, yeah. So like, like I, don't get me wrong, I, I I have enjoyed seeing Din Djarin, uh going to Mandalore. Okay, first of all, the budget on this show is insane. The graphics that they are showing are gorgeous. My my personal opinion. Oh no, I agree with you. Uh, I mean, like the fact that we've had like aerial battles the way they are are like this is a TV show, and they have those aerial battles. I'm just like, okay, 
Yeah, facts, facts. Um, so yeah, so like the budget killing it. Costumes. Girl. <laughs> that, that, that was uh that was uh like what's the word for it? Like a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah. Yeah, I mean <laughs> she know how to walk, it's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> There have been so many TikTok and Twitter and Instagram memes over this girl and her walk in this show. And I'm just like, this is a fully armored, fully clothed, fully like like armed woman. And everyone's just like, and it, it's hilarious because I, I saw a female TikToker who's like, so everyone was uh, giving shade to this woman in, in season one who would like sees Mando in this all outfit. And she's like, I want to marry you. And you should just like stay here and help raise my kid. And everyone's like, this girl is thirsty and is desperate, but an entire internet full of men see this girl walk, and we all like, girl. I guess it just proves that, that men don't focus on what's in the helmet as much. <laughs> oh, no. That was facts. Oh, that was no. facts. That was as well. That was as good as I could say it. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Anyway, so uh, I uh, so going back to a point that uh, Darcy made, like way back at the beginning of this podcast. Yes, her transition from animated Bo-Katan to live action Bo-Katan, pure genius. Absolutely, absolutely. She embodies the character. She owns the character. She knows the character. She respects the craft. This she is what loves, I'm talking about. She loves the like Star Wars. She's a yeah. She's she's an OG fan of Star Wars. Yeah. Like the kind of person who feels privileged to be where they are, and that goes a long way to the effort that they put in. Yeah, like she brought her dad got her into Star Wars. She brought him to set. Mm, that's 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 respect right there. Yeah, like uh, for me, like I, I'll I'll ball my eyes out uh, if like if like if I got my daughter to Star Trek and then like she like brought me on set to Star Trek, I'm like, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> but uh, okay, so uh, going back to like uh, I I like the fact that like she her relationship with Grogu awesome, her growing relationship with Din Djarin, me I'm like shipping this couple even though they're not a couple, but I'm shipping this couple. Her storyline is going in the direction that I like. And like him, like he has actually become a side character to his own series, which is kind of a trend with Star Wars TV series, apparently. But I'm not against it with this show because it like it's called The Mandalorian. For all we know, The Mandalorian could be Grogu. And this is just showing his entire like infancy to when he was a foundling to the end of the movie when he becomes the leader of Mandalore because his mom is Bo-Katan and his dad is Din Djarin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, like, for me personally, like, I like the story elements, but this season feels like they're just rushing through everything. And that's yeah. not cool. Like, it feels like uh, kind of like the middle episode. Mm, yeah, I got you. I mean, yeah, they, 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 they've definitely had some rough episodes this season. Yeah, none yeah. in more particular than this one. So okay, I, now I do have I'm a not 
I have a very loved moment in this episode. Very I loved. Enjoyed this episode to some degree, but I had some problems, and one of them was actually a very sad moment for me. So, like Christopher Lloyd was. So, first of all, we have Jack Black on the right here, and we have Lizzo, who I didn't know who she was until like you you told me. Um, so I didn't know who she was. I just I was watching this, and I'm like, this girl cannot act. But no. I feel like she's. I was no. like, I feel like she's important. Like I feel like she bought her way onto the show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know when you're like, you see someone on a show, you're like, they are struggling with these lines, and yet you're like, man, they must be a celebrity. Like they, they have not earned the right to be in this room. Not in, not in the traditional way of acting. <laughs> I know it was in her contract that she has to hold Grogu the whole time. Oh my god! I, I mean. I mean, that's the part of her character that makes most sense <laughs> but but uh again i don't know lizzo i'm not throwing shade at her as a as a uh artist but she she she's not uh up to scratch she was she was, she was forcing them things out she was she, it, it, those those lines felt like um, when you're doing a presentation and you didn't get time to prepare the night before. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah, now, now, I will say there's two things in this episode that I like. Two things. One, right. there were, I want to say, nods to Star Wars or not Star Wars, no. Star Trek. There's just some set designs, Sci-fi. some vibes. Yeah, it was it did, like it wasn't entirely, but there was just like some things. I was like, oh, this this really reminds me of like Blade um, Runner, Star Wars. Uh, yeah. They've actually um, had a lot, a lot of Blade Runner, especially in the last episode. They had a yep. lot of Blade Runner vibes. There was Star Trek also, and a little bit of uh, a little bit of um, uh, Chinatown, even. Okay, yeah, yeah. Now, one of my favorite things in this episode, really, really, really loved it, was the Ugnots. I loved bringing the Ugnots back. I love that dialogue. I know it was like, I, the thing I liked about it was here you have Bo-Katan. Um, and, and she's like coming in and being very strong, right. Being very demanding. And she, she says a couple things that sound, sounds offensive, right? Like this work, it was clearly faulty, right? It's clearly faulty. And the Ugnaughts take high, high offense to calling their work, not good. Right. And I just loved in being, having that experience and, and just being like, let her doing her thing. And then just being like. And then reframing his whole dialogue to being like, we, we, we of course did not mean to make offense. We know the Ugnaughts are known, revered in around the, the, the galaxy for their craftsmanship. Uh, it's like blah, 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 blah. And then the, you know, I have spoken. And I'm like, oh, it was just, it just landed for me. It was, it just worked. I was enjoying that and that dialogue. And then she just like, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I've had some experience. And then I, I forgot what, it, what what his experience was and I had to Google it. And I was like, oh, that brought me back to the emotions. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, uh, what was it? his name? Uh, Nick, yeah. Uh, uh, Quill. Quill. Quill? That's how you Quill. pronounce that. I couldn't, I couldn't remember. I was reading or it. Quill. Yeah. Like he, uh, he, I uh, was uh, by voice by, he was voiced by Nick Nolte. Yeah. But like his sacrifice, I forgot about it. And, yeah. and, Oh, so good. So good. Yeah. And I also liked that, like, it's kind of like to your point, like after that, he then went like apeshit crazy on, on the uh, droids and she was the one reeling him in. So it was, it was like, it was balanced. Yeah. Yeah. 
damn droids. He does not res- he does not respect a robot. Like <laughs> there's no iRobot. There. That was it. iRobot was the other reference that he was making. Because oh, he was like he was kicking them until one oh. of them freaked out. Yeah, that was that that was really good. That was really good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I will say that the one so what was a very happy moment turned to a very sad moment. Christopher Lloyd, not meaning to be ageist, but Christopher Lloyd, yeah, like I was happy to hear him. I was happy to see him, but he is aged. And hearing him kind of like struggling to get the lines out on time and hearing the slurred uh, speech, for, uh, it, oh, that, 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 that hit feels, that hit feels. I was like, oh man, I, I like that hurt. That hurt a little bit. But yeah. I mean, you can't fight age. We all got it, but like, I mean, I I hear you. It I, it didn't it didn't hit like that for me. However, I was still reeling after Lizzo. So I mean, <laughs> I mean, she was she was setting him up, and he was knocking him down. No problem in my yeah. eyes. Fair. Uh, I just I found the episode a little silly at times, which is not oh, yeah. something I enjoy. That episode um, that episode was straight silly. But you know what episode wasn't silly? The the, the next one. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> what? Which one? The, the one we want to talk about, the one with Moff Gideon in it. <laughs> I had one complaint about Moff Gideon, and I, I'm not used to getting a complaint from Moff Gideon. And I don't blame him; I blame the director. It's a small, insignificant thing, but it it just it was so funny for me. So at the end of his speech. And I'm like, yo, this man's like, this man's just like, you know, he's being, he's John Carlo. And then he goes into the middle of the room and starts twirling, <laughs> twirling like he's got like a wedding dress on. And I'm like, he's a hologram. So like, they're just seeing him like straight. And then he just started twirling in the hologram for him. And I was just like. Oh, you mean the shadow thing? Yeah. 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 I, 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 you know, when I was watching that, I was thinking like they're doing the, the, the shadow thing and he's in there. Right. And I'm. I'm still thinking, I'm like, so this this tech, the way that they, they visualized it was invented, like, back in the 70s and the 80s, right? Like, the idea. Yeah. So, and I'm just thinking, like, we're tech, our technology advanced so far. And I'm like, so you're telling me that there is no camera in front of all of these people, yet they're being projected as if there's a camera. And then he walks through the room into multiple areas. What are they seeing? Is this motherfucker like walking out of the hologram? <laughs> and they're just like, like, wh- where is he again? <laughs> and then the brother twirls at the end. <laughs> so that threw the whole scene for me. I was like, oh, why? But why is he doing this? And like, and also he's being like, in that moment, he went from being Moff Gideon to Giancarlo Esposito being like, just enjoying himself. Because mm-hmm. I was like, my man's like, long live the empire. And he's like spinning around. And I'm just like. <laughs> and I'm just like. Not he yet, started man. off giving shade to Thrawn. And I'm like, oh, shit. And he asked for. Like, my man asked for Praetorian guards. And I was like. And then he. My brother twirls. And I was like. Yeah. Because he, he, he got his request. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I mean facts. I mean facts. N- new girl reference. Can't can a brother twirl sometimes? Can't a brother twirl? Happy endings. Was that happy endings? Yeah, it's same actor, but from Happy Endings. 
What brother can't yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, same actor though. Same actor though. So you, so you were like, you were, you were half right. Reference still holds down. I got the wrong show. Have, reference still holds yeah. down. <laughs> yeah, but like, fair. Okay, I mean, I, I guess you're right. Like, if I just got like three Praetorian guards like assigned to me and also an entire like a Tie Fighter uh, squadron, I'd be like, yay! <laughs> uh, <laughs> they me immediately kicking you out of the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> Like this is the Shadow Council, Umar. We need uh, mature individuals here. <laughs> we need we need your shadow. We don't need you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, okay. So like, uh, aside from that, I actually really really enjoyed this episode. Uh, but again, it was weird because now they're like rushing this. It feels like why did you do all those episodes of side quests if you're gonna rush through the ending? Like the beginning of the season, he got cleansed. Found that the the like the the planet is survivable. Got it. Uh, had uh, Bo-Katan like get get the dark saber from him and then give it back to him, and then sees a mythosaur all in the span of one episode, and then he like gives her the dark saber at the end of an episode randomly. And it was like, did he just think of that loophole, or was that like something he was thinking about for a while? He was waiting for the right moment. I don't know. And then yeah. in this episode, they just like. All that shit went, goes down. I was like, okay, again, this is really good, but you guys are rushing it like a little bit. Like the pacing is a bit off. Uh, also, did they, when they had their feast, did they kill those bird, like uh, little birds, the hatchlings that they got? Because I thought they were foundlings. I'm trying to remember the feast. Oh, the big, the big, the big birds that were there. Yeah. Foundlings. I'm trying to remember now. So, like that big pterodactyl thing that took uh, Paz Vizsla's son. Oh. And then they, they were going to feed the little ones, but then they brought the little ones saying that they're foundlings. I'm like, oh, they're going to train them to fly. And then they all were having big chickens for dinner. And I was like, yeah, yeah when they said they foundlings, I took that as sarcasm. Because I took that as serious. Because Bo Katan, I think, was the one who said that. I, I The way they were brought them in, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like I don't think that they can be foundlings because they 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 don't the, interact properly to well, yeah, they have no higher brain function agreed but like they can be trained to be like beasts like uh one of the things about the mandalorians are they're known for being beast tamers fair point so oh <laughs> hi courtney hello fam uh uh so yeah like that's why i was like did they just cook their foundlings I know. I just took that as straight sarcasm because it was okay. like, I, 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 like, I didn't take it as like they're gonna train them. I did a- ask that question in my head, but I'm like, that, that doesn't really make sense. So, <laughs> okay, all right. Nonetheless, that is how I feel about the season. Darth, what do you think about the season as a whole? Um, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. The season's got ups and downs. I mean, the the ups are definitely moments like this where they're Ooh. have they're they're having that badass fight and Ooh. everything with Moff Gideon, the call out to Thrawn, the like the straight disrespect on his name. Um, <laughs> like <laughs> Moff, I don't know why you bring that heat to yourself. Um, exactly, man. Like I, he he he's just like mm, yeah when he shows up. However, I think that Th- Thrawn is, he, he's going to know that, like, Moff is a powerful enough dude that he's going to want to use him, not not kill him, right? right. Um, but he's going to put him on the edge. Um, but, yeah, I mean, 
you know, Lizzo's a low point. These fights are a high point. Um, the, the, it's definitely up or down, but I've been really enjoying where it's starting to lead at the end of the season. I do wish it wasn't as rushed. Um, you know, that, yeah, we could have maybe had some of these side quest episodes, like the Lizzo one, significantly mm -hmm. reduced, right? Agreed. Like, maybe we drop the whole, like, cop part of it and try to figure out the mystery and just make it more of a like they just do a couple things they go get a thing and we spend more time like them figuring out the like the backstory to the dark saber plot hole and uh, you know just i don't know more make that like all that content half of the episode and, and do more um more time to flesh out everything else and, and get better pacing so yeah, I agree, but overall, it's it's still exciting because where this is ending, I don't know. It just it feels like it's going from this season makes me feel like everything that we've done so far in Mandalorian has been a really big buildup to make this feel like the expansion of the Star Wars universe and making things big and stop being so small and grounded, which is good. I like the small and groundedness, but now it feels like it's like they're launching the new Star Wars era out of this. And the Mandalorian is going to be a big part of what the new Star Wars uh, era is. They have a small problem because like, um, what you call it? The, uh, the, the sequel trilogy uh had no mention of the mandalorians and this was uh with the first order basically taking over the galaxy and like being a problem and the, like and them like asking for help and no one came to their aid it's like i i hope that like whatever the plan is with the mandalorians before it goes uh, narratively before it goes towards like the sequel trilogy era i hope the mandalorians make a peace treaty with the first order being like look we're going to rebuild our civilization. If you, and like they kick the empire's ass and like they see the first order joining up, it's like, okay, look, if you so much as step one foot on any Mandalorian uh, planet, we will come for you. But if you stay the fuck out of our way, you do your thing with the rest of the galaxy. Like something along those lines to kind of be like the first order were terrified of the Mandalorians and were like, fine, we will not fuck with them. We will just take over everyone else. Say something like that. I can I can get behind it. But if they don't do that, or if they kill off the Mandalorians, I'm gonna be very upset. Yeah, um, I'm overall like good with that. Um, yeah, 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 I'm good with it. By the way, to your point of the sequel trilogy and the Mandalorians. Um, I don't care. They got enough stuff to redcon. I don't care how they how, how they stick that in. So, okay. Uh, so, in regards to the latest episode that came out on Wednesday, um, there is a huge theory going around that there is a traitor among the Mandalorians. Hmm. I can tell you, and... no, it's not. <laughs> uh, Grogu. Well, yes, Grogu. Oh, Grogu had such a good moment in this episode when the two were fighting and he stepped in the middle. Oh, oh so yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, does he give you Krang vibes in that TR12? Uh, Krang. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. 
<laughs> yeah. But uh, anyways, the person I was saying wasn't the traitor. It was the, the, the dude in the middle with the Gatling gun. Well, yeah, he kind of proved that uh, at the end of the episode uh, when he especially took on three Praetorian guards by himself. Yeah. Uh, but so the, the current theory is that the armorer is yeah. the traitor. Yeah, yeah. Because like I don't want it to be. So someone goes saying that she goes all the way back to the um, the fall of Mandalore and something mm-hmm. she did then, and she's been concealing herself since then. It doesn't make sense because like uh, Moff Gideon had no idea that the Mandalorians were uniting. What if she was a traitor, and then she stopped? And at some point, she stopped in and around the beginning of The Mandalorian. Hmm. Could be something there. I, I think it's, uh, if there's going to be a traitor, I think it's that uh, asshole guy that uh, Bo-Katan fought, uh, who like basically took her fleet and left. Yeah, no one's going to be butthurt about that, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but, um, okay, so... I am afraid they're going to kill Din Djarin in the next season, in the next episode. Oof, oof, oof! Why God do this to me right now? Okay, here, here's my reasoning. There have been t- rumors, just rumors, that Pedro Pascal hasn't been exactly happy with his uh, role at, in the Mandalorian. There's been rumors of that since the first season. Yes, I know, but they resurfaced again. Secondly, uh. His character has no, like, nowhere, nothing else to do. Like, unless they're like, oh, he hooks up with Bo Katan and they, ha- like, they give Grogu a baby brother uh, or a baby sister. He really doesn't have anything else to do in this series. You know, on that note, how do Mandalorians actually have children? Do they, like, do it with helmets on? <laughs> well, I think the, the hardcore, like, I'm, I'm like my man Paz Vizsla. He he has a son, so he clearly definitely did it with his helmet on. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I'm like, there's no exceptions, even for like that. <laughs> 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 all right, you you set me on one there. Um, okay, okay. But um, yeah, so like, his story has nowhere to go, hmm. and and on top of that. Why are you going to say this before the episode, man? If it happens, I'm going to be mad at you. Why couldn't you just keep that in until the season was over? Well, I thought this was a safe space. Why do you think trying to say something that could be predictive spoiling one episode before the finale? It's a theory. Yeah, well, okay. I want to hear that theory. Okay, well, I apologize. (laughs) I take it back. <laughs> no, you. I was hoping not. you would dis- I, I, I hope you, I was hoping you would dissuade me of it. <laughs> I do want to dissuade you of it now, but you got stuck in my head. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I just feel, I just feel like something's missing in this season uh, that ha- that wasn't there before. Granted, this season there was a lot more. Um, hype than in previous seasons like first season we were like being introduced to the world and we love baby grogu but season two ended on such a way that like frankly that felt like a series finale but then they're like oh well you know the reclaiming of mandalore 
and it's kind of already happened. Yeah. So, like, what's the point going forward? More of this badassness. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I, I and then there's definitely moments of like I didn't teach him that, and you know, and and, yeah. and, and how he's growing. But it does feel also like Rogu hasn't grown enough to be independent of him. And exactly. yeah, you could be like, okay, Bo Katan or whatnot could take. I'm like, yeah, but that feels ham fisted. Like that feels like he's not ready to become something bigger if he loses him at this point. The only mm-hmm. way it would make sense to me is if Ahsoka shows up in the last episode and Din Djarin dies and he goes off with Ahsoka um, to like go on like the, the second attempt at the Jedi stuff. But right. then that would definitely pull him away from being the Mandalorian, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then that, that whole like premise that we're 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 theorizing that the the Mandalorian is Grogu and that he'll be the the leader in the future. Um, so you know, like he needs to stay with them for a period of time. So I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't need to go away and get his Jedi mastering on and come back, but it just feels too soon. It feels too soon. Yeah, that's why. Like, I I have no idea where this uh, series is going anymore. And to be honest, I'm kind of losing a little bit of patience for it. Mm, mm. Hurt, hurtful words, hurtful words. Well, I don't like saying them. Well, you, you, you're going, you're going on a, on a negative here, Umar. We gotta pick this back up. We got, we gotta move this on because I don't want to think about this going in next week this much, bro. So okay, all right, <laughs> all right. So moving on away from Star Wars. Uh, we are to our final topic, which is uh, something that we can do a little bit more of uh, since uh, tactics is also away. Anime you, updates. You put you put in, you put in hate on his name like Thrawn out here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 a, I'm a giddying him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, we're gonna give some anime updates because. Uh, uh, Actually, we'll start with you, Darcy. Uh, we are all aware that you are progressing through One Piece, and I think that's the only thing you're progressing through at the moment. So, last I heard, you were at like 412? <laughs> Episode 412? Oh, my good friend. So, I've been finishing this arc. Uh, currently, I just crossed... Let me let me get the official number, because I might be an episode uh, one or two off from what I'm thinking. What is okay. the next episode or current episode that I'm on? I am currently finishing episode 501. Whoa! (laughs) Yeah. So, um, absolutely loving it. First off, looking at this picture right here, you can tell that this was an epic arc. And it's we're still in it. So this this arc actually what, what, let me bring, let me bring that screen back up. Let me see how how big this arc is because it is a mammoth arc, and this is what like One Piece is all about. So I'm just gonna click to play that real quick, and it'll just say from epi- from episodes 385 to what is where is this end from episodes 385 to oh I got I gotta do this the hard way. <laughs> episodes 385 to 516 is the length of the arc whole so you're almost done this arc but holy shit 
yeah so this arc is basically like so there's luffy which is like your our main our captain right who leads everything and yeah. he has a brother and he and his brother gets captured and at this this is with his navy headquarters they're going to execute him so there's this big thing where he's pushing to to try to save his brother and mm -hmm. it in and his brother is like a second commander in in what's called whitebeards are um uh uh like I can't think of the word, but like his crew, right? Okay. And uh, so Whitebeard brings his people and his his connects, and they all go for this big battle, and they're storming. And there's like hundreds of people in this battle. It's it is the fourth great ninja war, okay? In 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 uh, Naruto, but this is only halfway through the show so far. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, just 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 to interrupt for one second. You are not kidding, because I just did a quick search, and currently One Piece, while still airing, has 1,057 episodes. Yeah. So you are technically just shy of exactly halfway point. Exactly. This battle, this thing is, is amazing. It's big. It's epic. I won't spoil for those who may be thinking to watch, uh, even though I was spoiled of this information long before I got to this arc, but it was still hard to watch and good and everything. It's basically his big, big, courageous um, uh, endeavor to save his brother. And um, after the battle finishes, they go into a very long um which is still part of the arc backstory of him and his brother and a third character that we've never seen um up until the, this thing was introducing a whole new person and it the writer of this show man he, how, how are you gonna be like all right here let me give you this whole big battle okay uh, um maybe I, maybe i do have to spoil this a little bit okay so here's this whole big battle leading up to a character that you that we're trying to save and you save him and then the character has to sacrifice themselves immediately and then you then you mentally and emotionally break your main character like when i say break the main character mental break like like mind snaps and then you go into a backstory that's like 15 episodes long to show their childhood so that you can now feel the depth of the pain that that person is feeling and everything that they're imagining and what they're remembering. I'm like, yeah. So you lead a battle for like 80 episodes to get me to a point through thick and thin. When I say like lead a battle, the guy literally is on a, a, a random island he just got jettisoned to, he didn't get control over, gets through something, finds out his brother's doing this thing, rushes to a prison that's like impenetrable, fights his way down six levels in this prison. Then his brother gets taken out before he gets there. So he has to fight his way back up the six levels, get on a ship, go towards war, go into the war, fight the war. And he has not taken a break. He has not slept. He has not eaten since he left to go to the prison in the first place. He went to the prison and he almost dies twice. Like literally on the brink of death, he shouldn't have survived it. Goes to the, the the to the war, keeps fighting every single person, and you're going to do all that that's to lead up to a giant emotional moment, and then go. Let's do a backstory. <laughs> Absolutely genius stuff. Absolutely genius stuff. And even though I spoiled some stuff there, it is still worth every moment of watching it. 
like honestly, like none of that felt like a spoiler. It just felt like you were describing what's happening. Um, this show, man, like I'm still scared to try it out, but like it's also I want to try it out. It's just, you have me in a very like middle ground. But uh, I mean, I, by the way, have you updated your my anime uh, list uh, uh, profile? Good question. My internet dropped there for a second, but I am back. Oh, and we we might have lost them. So I will continue talking. So this is a good t- time for me to switch to my anime update. So I have had some time to finally been able to catch up with some anime. And what I decided to uh, focus on is a show called Bungo Stray Dogs. Now, this is uh, from Studio Bones. Uh, the same people who did Full Metal Alchemist um, uh, in terms of animation. Uh, it is uh, this is its fourth season uh, that came out, and uh, the the previous season was kind of like it, it finished in uh, 2019. So it's been it's basically the whole span of COVID uh, before we've gotten the next season. Uh, so the season dropped, uh, and it's, it's all online now. So like, I, I, I binged, uh, the season, uh, in a couple of days. And I will have to say that for those of you who don't know, Bungus Trade Dollars is basically, uh, it's a, I don't, I'm struggling to find out how to like, organize, uh, it's like, it's like if X-Men met a literary professor and had a baby that, turned into a intricate chess match. I don't know how else to describe it because you've got people with superpowers, which is the X-Men thing. You have also people with superpowers in other areas, also with the government, also with bad guys. So it's like basically X-Men on that front. But all the powers and all the names of all the characters are authors. And all of their powers, like, oh, sorry. So every character is named after a famous author in Japan, but also in the world. Like, there's a Mark Twain, there's a Dostoevsky, there's a um, Edgar Allan Poe, uh, and also a whole bunch of Japanese uh, writers. And all of their powers are based off their like their literary works. So they're all parts of different groups and we have our main heroes who are like kind of like stuck in the middle. Like they're against the military. They're against the uh, mafia. They're against like uh, a guild uh, and against like a private organization. And they're all trying to like do their own interests with the main heroes trying to like keep people safe. Uh, And it's very intricate with like super in-depth chess like moves. So it is very fascinating and like season one two and three like people have been talking about bungo straight dogs but not like on the mainstream like it, it never really broke that mainstream and it's not a shonen but it is very well written they have some truly great actor uh great characters some insane superhero fights uh and also very unique superhero abilities uh and at the same time they, like they go the the usual anime tropes and then they do things like unorthodox and season four took its time like as i said like the entire span of uh covid from like 2019 to now 
So yeah, it's been a few years. So people have kind of forgotten about Bangladesh Trade Rocks and it, it completely dropped. And I didn't even know it was out until like a friend of mine uh, mentioned like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm currently watching season four. I'm like, wait, season four is out? So like it wasn't in any way advertised. So like I'm using this as an advertisement. Season four of Bungalow Straight Dogs is out and it's good. It is a little bit more wordy than an action-y this season. But at, at the same time, I don't mind that. It's a lot more emotions to it. So uh, yeah, perfect. Like, like right there. So uh, I will say that, uh, and, yeah, the people on the right are basically like, they're like the Weapon X. Like they're government created super soldiers with superhero abilities and they are terrifying and they are like coming at people like what one of the members is is at the same level of magneto and he's the junior member damn yeah so uh i will say that uh for those of you who haven't watched bungo straight dogs uh give it a try the first couple of episodes are a bit they're they're a little a little slow but uh, but like it catches up very quickly by the end of the season, and then season two it just hits the ground running. So overall, I mean, like in comparison to what Darcy just says, this is going to sound pathetic, but like all four seasons are about fifty episodes long. So in total, uh, in total. I, I think each episode, fifty uh, season episodes, fifty episodes long. I was like, I don't remember them being that long. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, so like uh, in total, the entire series is fifty episodes long, so it's an easy uh, like binge. Uh, so I would highly suggest Bongo State Dogs uh, if you have time. Though yeah. Darcy, I don't think you're gonna have time for quite a while. Well, I mean, I do want. I was gonna start uh, watching it again because you said it was. I was like, oh damn! And then I started the first episode, and I was like, I don't remember who these people are. <laughs> so, so I'm like, I need a recap video <laughs> to wake my brain. I think they back have up. those. I think they have yeah. those. Yeah, I, I, I was like, I need to get a recap video. But then I was like, you know, I got other stuff to watch at this moment. I'm not going to find a recap video. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to watch I, other stuff. I can send it to you. I, I, give me a recap uh, uh, video. I, I'm down for that. Yeah, I just didn't want to do it in that moment because it was like, do I want to sit here and watch like a 10-minute recap video? Or do I just want to like watch something because I was ready to eat? And I'm like, I'm Fair. just going to watch something right now. So Fair. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh that's it for our anime updates. So I'm going to pass it to you, Darce, for our closing remarks. Yeah, that was just another edition of the Geeky Bros podcast. Unfortunately, uh, Tax wasn't here today, but uh, I think he'll be back next week. And, uh, you know, if, make sure to like, subscribe in all the right places. Check out our podcast and all of that. And uh, for today, yep, I'm just Darcy. And this is Big Geek Umar. Live long and prosper, y'all. And see you guys next week. Take care. Don't forget to press the button this time. <laughs> no, I know what to do. <laughs>